been busy. Been working. What about uh, what? What about you? It's it's definitely weird times. Uh, just just recovering, man. I had surgery uh, in April, so I'm just recovering from that. Just starting to get back into the the groove of things. And just trying to stay safe. Trying to keep my family safe from COVID. How has uh, how has training been uh, throughout the t- throughout the whole time? I know you just said you got surgery, but uh, for the most part, have you still been doing uh, any light anything light like any light training, any running, any cardio? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I've been doing all that physical therapy. Uh, you know, I actually have we have the mat, um, the garage matted out. We have wall mats uh, and zebra mats. You know, zebra mat sent us a whole bunch of mats to. Help out with that. so kind of kind of made it a lot easier because uh when uh courtney was in camp for her fights you know we, we did a lot of stuff out of the garage so it helped a lot what's the uh, what's the status of the gyms there uh, like are they opening up now is it is it already open uh they were open but now they just shut everything back down for another 30 days so and that's uh, it's rough. I'm in, I'm up in Canada, so here it's it's been shut down for the entire time essentially. So gyms are still still shut down, and they just opened up like regular gyms, but uh, doesn't doesn't help anybody, especially if you're trying to do jujitsu or anything like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they, you know, um, they don't shut down like barbershops or or restaurants. You know what I mean? And if you still can get them catch it you know at those places yeah yeah it's weird because it's they don't consider the gym an essential service which i think is is silly because a lot of people it's it helps a lot of people with mental illness and all this other stuff as well um so i think it's i think it's silly it's not considered an essential service personally but uh but who am i right i'm not uh by no mean any any sort of politician so uh, i guess i'd like to start a little bit about talking about uh, courtney's performance actually Uh, she looked really really good uh, right after the pandemic, she, she pulled off a very impressive submission, uh, and then she had a quick turnaround and it didn't go her way. So I'd like to kind of like talk a little bit about what it was like to corner uh, like in, in, in an empty arena, and, and did uh, did that play any factor, I guess, on on either of her performances? No, actually, I think it it uh, benefits her, you know, not having a, a crowd there. You know, um, she doesn't really have to think too much, you know. The crowd, you know, it kind of, kind of messes with you. You know, you, when when you hear people screaming and all that, you kind of you want to put on a show for them. But at the end of the day, you're in there for yourself, trying to win. You know, it's it sucks that you have to you have to win this. You have to win the fight. You know, if not, you're only gonna get paid once. Yeah. Do you think uh, like some fighters, for example, I feel like a Conor McGregor or one of these these guys who really like the the spotlight. I feel like they would thrive with with the crowd. Other fighters may not as much. And uh, and do you find for for yourself personally, do you find that maybe an empty arena may ben- benefit you? Um. Yeah. A lot. A lot of people. You know. That's they they like the you know that crowd that type of environment. Um, you know, even like my last fight. You know, I think I let the crowd kind of play into that fight, you know, like when I when I had clipped him, you know, I let my guard down and I was just like, I'm about to finish him, you know, like, cause I remember looking into the into the crowd and I seen uh, Iron Man and Michael Irvin. So I'm like, dude, I'm about to put a show on for these dudes. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, it was a crazy, crazy fight. I mean, it back and forth, really exciting. You had him wobbled. Uh, unfortunate the way it ended. Is it a little bit of bittersweet seeing him jump up in the top fifteen? Because I was someone who was I was a fan of yours ever since you essentially derailed Mark Diakizi. Uh and I was like, this guy's right there. I mean, one or two big fights away, and it just feels like that was your shot. And uh, th- is it a little bit bittersweet seeing him jump up to the top fifteen? Uh, not at all, because you know. Um... I think it didn't uh, didn't mess up my stock at all. You know, um, it was just mental errors. You know, uh, that that should be me. Uh, I think he's number fourteen now. That should be me. But I'm not too worried. You know, if I go out there in my next fight, have a great performance, um, I, I believe I can fight. You know, someone else in that top fifteen. And and um, I don't know. It, it was just a learning curve for me. And uh, most, let's just say, over half of my fights have been in the UFC. So to me, I'm still kind of young in this game, man. Um, it's just another a learning step to, you know, catapult my career. Do you have an idea of a, or a timeline, I guess, on a potential return? Um, you're recovering from surgery. Um, but is there an idea? Is it weeks? Is it months? Or is it a, a longer term uh, time that you're going to be on the sidelines? Uh, I don't know. I need to sit down with my uh, my manager because um, I'm thinking I'm I'm trying to look at uh, September October, but if I wouldn't mind fighting a 170 pound fight, you know, if, if it's a good matchup for me, uh, you know, jump up at 170 and try it. Do you think that might be a permanent thing, or is it just an experimental? Let's try this thing, and if it doesn't work, I'll come back down. Uh, just to try right now, cause you know, I'm, I'm a little heavy right now. So <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are moving up weight classes or at least trying out new things. Yeah. Uh, no, it would just be, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that I think I know I can beat at 170, you know, just get up there and if I can fight them, you know, just go get that, that win and then, uh, just go back down to 155. Is there a, is there an opponent in mind or or anything like that or is it just let's just wait to hear what they say? Um, for one one fifty five, uh, Hernandez. That's who I want to fight. I think that's a great matchup. That's actually like right after his fight, I was like, I'd love to see that fight because he was top fifteen too, right? So if you 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 beat him, you make a name for yourself and possibly jump into the top fifteen. Either him or you know, Alaquinta, he has a, I don't know how he's still ranked in the top 15. He hasn't fought in, in forever, you know You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of crazy how, how those rankings work. Are you, a, are you a fan of the rankings? I know a lot, like for me as a fan, not, not so much as a fighter. I like it because it really helps kind of see where people are in terms of the division. But I could feel as a fighter, if you're like number 11, why would you fight someone not in the top 15? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, do you think it like really sucks for fighters outside the top 15 and are you a fan of them in general um i don't i really don't like it because it's if you look at it it's, it's just a popularity contest yeah. you know I, there's i'm pretty sure there's a lot of guys that's not ranked in the top 15 that could beat the you know the top those top guys but you know it's a it's a business so you know if you're not putting people in the seats and eyes you know they're not gonna. They're not gonna put you in those rankings. Yeah, one thing. One thing I noticed a lot about about your career. I was going through, I was scrimming through your Wikipedia page, your tapology, and you've never fought outside of the U.S. 
Is there a reason for that, or is it is it like I'm comfortable in the U.S. or did the opportunity just never come, never show up? Uh, no, I, I'll have a passport, and then I always tell, I always tell my I always tell my manager like, hey, uh, I'm not trying to fight outside of the U.S. Um, could you have to pay taxes over there, and then you get taxed back over here? So it's like at the end of the day, I'm probably fighting for like seven dollars an hour. So. Yeah, good point. I never looked at it that way. I always looked at it like an experience to go travel the world. Like, how crazy would it be to be on like Fight Island right now? But yeah, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I could do, I could do that after I'm done fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good point. Very good point. Um, I'm in Canada, so I'd love to see you fight. So if there's ever something up in Halifax, you let me know. <laughs> you you know, I, you already heard Mike Perry. Mike Perry crying, uh, talking about not crying, but talking about taxes, man. Like. Man, that, it sucks how they hit you, you know, so it's like, you know, they double tax you. Yeah, I really liked his point because he's like, yeah, we make 50 grand, 50 grand or 20 and 20, whatever it is. But at the end of the year, they take most of it. Like, he's like, I don't, I'm not asking for more money. I'm just asking to keep what I'm supposed to make. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different because it's like you're contractors, not necessarily employees. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I kind of learned about with this taxes, you know what I mean? It's like. You gotta you gotta make sure you save save that money and put it away to pay those taxes. Because if yeah. not, you're gonna be hurting at the end of the year. Yeah, I've been a I've been a fan of yours for a long time, especially since you beat Mark Diakizi. There was a lot of bad blood going into that fight. Is there a fight in your career so far that stands out uh, amongst the others? Is like, oh, that one was great. That was a either an amazing stoppage or amazing performance or with all the animosity going into it, is there one fight that stands out amongst the rest? Um, no, I think, I think that one was, uh, probably the up there is top because dude, that whole fight week, it was crazy. Like he was just talking shit the whole time. And it's like, I'm like, dude, we're going to scrap, dude. I'm, I'm not no little punk. I'm not like these little dudes who fought, man. Like I'm about this. And, uh, and then once we went out there, you know, I just got the job done. But you know what's crazy is I'm cool with them now. You know, I, you know, I always c- congratulate them and you know always hit them up on Instagram and and he does the same. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like a we built a little friendship and kind of uh, we respect each other a lot more. Yeah, I find that a lot with uh, MMA fighters, especially after they fight. It's like you almost like part of you is still in the octagon with that with the person. Like we we share blood. We like. We sweat, we blood together. It's uh, it's weird when you hear that because any person I've been in a fight with, I've never talked to again. <laughs> so it's it's definitely different from a from a fighter perspective, I guess. When you're, uh, we're, you're both agreeing to fight, and uh, there's no bad blood or anything like that. It's just yeah, I, I, like I'm a, I'm a little weird. Like after a fight, I never like, you know, you you see a lot of fighters like hugging each other. I I never try to hug the other fighter or. You know what I mean? I just like fuck. You just try to kill me, dude, and like, what the fuck am I gonna, gonna give you a hug, man? Um, what is the? Because uh, you're proud uh, to be uh, Michigan native. You're you're proudly from Michigan. You've got the tattoo. Uh, you moved to Arizona. What was the reason behind the move, and and how has it changed your career? You want the you want the honest opinion why I moved out to Arizona? Yes, let's hear it. Oh, uh, man, I had got kicked out of college. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, do I want to go back to where it's snowing or do I want to go to where it's hot? So, and, uh, and at the time, my sister was living down in Tucson, Arizona. 
So I just packed up the car and moved down to Arizona. I uh, I had a training camp once. I'm a swimmer. Like I swam growing up. I had a training camp once in Flagstaff, and uh, it was the hardest training camp of my life. What is the what has altitude done, and how has it helped your career? There's there's not too not too much altitude here in Phoenix, but uh, we went up there a couple years ago when uh, Benton had a fight, uh, when he fought in Albuquerque, and we he did his training camp up there, and and uh. And Flagstaff and I had helped them, and man, that stuff burns your lungs. Like, if you're not used to that, it's like having a hundred pound uh, weight vest on you, and and it just weighs you down. Yeah, yeah, it was just brutal. I can't, I, I can't imagine fighting or anything like that with that amount of heat and that, that, all that. That would be, it'd be too much. Yeah, like I would never want to fight in Denver or was it Mexico City with the high elevation. I'm like, no, I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of heat, uh, Fight Island this weekend, crazy turn of events. Jorge Masvidal on six days' notice fighting for the belt. What's your prediction for that fight? Man, I hope Masvidal goes out there and knocks him out. But I don't. I like Masvidal, um, but I just don't see him uh, getting the job done. You know, this he's been uh, Usman's been training. For five rounds, um, but you never know. You know, uh, Masvidal might come out there and throw that knee and knock him out, and might be a wrap. I hope that happens. But <laughs> and uh, and the co-main event, Volkanovski and Max Holloway. I love this fight. Uh, I know it already happened. I usually hate rematches, but Max Holloway deserves it. What's your prediction for this one? Okay, before you say he deserves it, why does he deserve it? It wasn't wasn't close the first one. Yeah, yeah, I, I've had this conversation. It's like it's because it's Max Holloway. Like it's just like he's been so dominant. It's it's not like he got knocked out. I understand it was a decision, but I mean, you could have made the same case for like Steve A. D. D. C. Right, and uh, you saw what happened in the rematch. So uh, I don't know. It, it, it could they could go in there and Volkanovski could prove me wrong, but. Uh, but I, I love Holloway, so uh, that's why I, that's why I like the rematch. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna go the same way, you know. Um, unless Max been working on checking kicks, um, but I I doubt, you know, his style. I, I doubt he's gonna be able to check those kicks and throw hands. You know, he's gonna have to compensate somehow. Um, if he wants to throw hands, his legs are gonna be open. If, if he wants to sit there and be ready to check. He's not going to be able to throw too many hands, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple more questions, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. Um, one MMA one, one non MMA one. So growing up, my parents never let me join any sort of martial art. I think the the norm now has kind of changed with the UFC and, and and fighters really just they're normal fighters out there where they're not all like Tito Ortiz's and and Chuck Liddell's. There are some normal fighters, so it's kind of become normalized. What advice would you give to parents who uh, whose kids want to be involved in martial arts, but they're not necessarily accepting of it? Um, I think, you know, like I was a troubled kid, you know. Uh, growing up, there were seven of us, and then I have three brothers that were all just a year apart. And in school, we would always just be bad, like terrorize the teachers and you know, fighting kids. And then um, my wrestling coach at the time, 
went to my mom and he was like, hey, you should get him into wrestling. And that pretty much gave us the discipline, you know, like once we got into wrestling, we changed up everything about us. You know, our grades got better. We we started respecting the teachers more and um, it, it kind of just it saved my life, you know, because eventually I was able to get uh, a scholarship to wrestling college and and it, it just changed changed me into a man, not not like a little boy anymore. So, how did I think, that? I think I think it's important, you know. It, it gives you that discipline, and um, especially if you don't have a father figure in your life, you know. So, how did uh, how did wrestling outside of discipline? How did wrestling help with your MMA career? Um, because it, it's just it's just you when you step on that mat. Um, and there's, and then a lot, many hours of just grinding and uh, putting in that work and just teaching you hard work and and that and that's what wrestling does. Because um, if if you don't put that work in, you're never gonna win a wrestling match. You're always gonna be getting pent. Um, and it just it, it teaches you. It teaches you how to grow up a lot quicker. And then lastly, non MMA related. Obviously, I'm sure you were doing some training. I'm sure you were hanging out with the family. I'm sure you were doing uh, what sorts of things were you doing throughout the pandemic to keep your mind occupied? Oh man, a lot of swimming. My my son loves swimming, man. It's like I got kind of burnt out at it. Like I would just go out there and just put my feet in there and just watch him swim. But we just did a lot of swimming and um, watch a lot of what do we watch? Ozark, uh, all these TV shows, the Yellowstone, a lot of a lot of movie time. Did you watch any uh, Tiger King? Oh, Tiger King! <laughs> we watched it all, man. We we just, you know had this little group chat with uh, all my friends, and you know we were just always, hey, did you watch this? Did you watch that? And so we did a lot of watching and swimming. As a as a fighter, how happy were you to uh, to see that the UFC was going to go ahead and put on these events, get something on TV outside of Tiger King? Uh, man, it, it was a blessing, man, because you know a lot of fighters we live uh, paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand that we don't get paid much, and and um, you know, if if I didn't fight right before this pandemic, you know what I mean. It would have put us in a real hard spot financial-wise. And then uh, Courtney able to get two fights, you know what I mean? So that kind of helped us out. And um, so I'm, I'm just glad the UFC was the first to do it because a lot of people depend on uh, those checks and stuff. So it kind of sucks for the, the fighters that aren't in the UFC. Like, how, how are they supporting their family, you know what I mean? They, they weren't fighting. But now since... You know, fight islands going. Uh, you know, they could start. You know, supporting their family a little more. Yeah, it's almost like there's not only just the stress of having to get into a fist fight. There's also the the stress that you're doing it for money. Whereas NFL and all these other organizations, it's like the money's there. Yep. You know, you don't have to worry about that. It's just focus on the game. And I think I think MMA still has some ways to go, but I think, like like we talked about earlier, I think the UFC's taking the proper strides, and and hopefully. Hopefully we'll get there soon. Yeah, because man, it, it sucks living paycheck to paycheck, man. And it's when you don't know you're gonna get, you know what I mean? Like, 
I got injured. I don't know when I'm gonna fight again. So it's like, how am I gonna make money? You know, so something needs to change. We need to get paid more. So. All right, man. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking this time. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to your next fight. I've been a fan for a while. Uh, I know that last fight didn't go your way, so hopefully you can rebound a big way, whether it's at 170 or 155. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for the time. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't don't catch anything now. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on TV soon. Okay. Thank you, man. Same to you. Stay safe. All right. All the best. Yeah, bye-bye.